Previously on the Adventure Zone. The Bureau of Balance has a singular purpose, and that is to collect and destroy weapons of mass destruction, what we call the Grand Relics. You will be reassigned to lodging more deserving of your accomplishments, and to that end, we've hired a new seeker whose sole responsibility will be providing you with live intel when you're hunting down a Grand Relic. Hello, sirs! <gasps> it's the boy detective! It's Angus! And we don't know anything about this creature, and we're putting all of our faith into it? My name is Lucas. Lucas Human Man. Lucas Human Man. And I'm, I'm asking him to let me take it back to my lab and just see if I can figure out what makes it tick. Um, <laughs> so are you UI, part of the Bureau of Balance or what? UI am over? He does not have a bracer. Oh, I don't like this guy. Where is our campaign going next? A haunted amusement park? A haunted... Candy Factory? I don't know! It's the Adventure start producing content together the four of us content 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 time. content time to make the content we're about to start a new leg of our adventure do you guys have any ideas as to where i'm about to whisk you if away I, if i learn one thing in the ensuing year since we began this podcast it is don't try to guess where griffin is taking this where do you, i will say griffin i'm very worried that this is the episode where you Add in like a lovable nephew character. Oh, oh wait, that's that Angus, way, isn't Travis. it? You son of a bitch! You already did that. Yeah, um, Angus is like our. Who's that kid from the Brady Bunch? Oliver. Uh, he's like when Leo DiCaprio came on Growing Pains. Pretty soon, the franchise isn't going to be about the three of you chuckle fucks at all. Um, yeah. It's going to be all Angus all the time. Dad, how are you feeling? By the way, let's do a quick dad health check. I I feel much better. Thank you to the outpouring of love. And a little bit of hatred that came from all of our listeners. Welcome to podcasting. No, you everybody still, was you, everybody was really nice and very kind, sent along healing words. Yeah, I'm glad um, you're you're back in good health. You do still sound like two big piles of garbage rubbing up. Well, I'm gonna. I guess I'll be in character voice the whole time. So you say that, Griffin, but I think he has an interesting jazz blues voice. That's <laughs> that is fair. Uh, enough, kind of like Bessie Smith. Enough tiddly shitting around. Time yeah. to get to the content. Um, content, content. Uh, before we start this this leg of the adventure, um, I have an important question for all three of you, and mm -hmm. that is, what did you get each other? What for? What do you mean? Because it's candle nights. It's oh. candle nights in the world of the adventure zone. It's candle nights all What's around synergy, all around Faerun. It's actually a different Candle Nights. It's not quite the same as the one that we celebrate here on Earth Prime. Uh, but it is Candle Nights. It's, it's a, it's a week-long holiday celebration. You know, the, 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 the world of the Adventure Zone is about as, as pan-religious as it gets. And so everybody just kind of stopped doing their own, you know, ritual celebrations. Because it got sort of complicated, tracking who was, who was partying down on what. And everything kind of just organically congealed into I'm, one super holiday. I'm going to catch Dad up on Candle Night super quick. Okay. Uh, Dad, 
Do you remember all the Christmases we spent together as a family, uh, gathered around the tree and singing songs of Yule and basking in each other's love? No. Okay, let's try that again, and you say yes to my fucking bit. At oh, improv, right, improv, got it. Improv. Okay, sorry. All right. Yeah, do it, learn to do a joke for fucking right, once. Sorry, okay. <clears throat> Dad, you remember all the times that we spent uh, gathered around the, the hearth uh, basking in the Christmas time Yule spirit of each other's love. Oh, Justin, those are memories I'll never be able to well, forget. It turns out you're wasting our fucking time. Oh. Because just around the corner was a new holiday called Candle Nights that was not only better oh. than Christmas, it has absorbed Christmas and Hanukkah and every holiday. Like Katamari exactly. Thomasy. I wondered like, why I, yeah. I hadn't seen any TV commercials at all yeah, about this, Christmas. Because Candle Nights ate them all. Got it. Solstice, up. too. We're we won the, the war on Christmas. Christmas. It wasn't we much of a war, though, was it? It was an invasion. <laughs> they didn't um, even realize. They look behind them. What's that knife to your throat, Santa? It's me, Candle Night Santa. <laughs> I'm kind of like you, but better. Kind of like you, but better, but I don't have all your memories. <laughs> <laughs> I must consume you. Please don't ask Candle Night Santa questions that only Santa would know. <laughs> Please do not test Candle Night Santa. He will panic <laughs> if provoked. The talented Mr. Santa Claus was my favorite... <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon slash Tim Allen movie. It was about time that the two of them got together to work on a project. Anyway, Fantasy Candle Nights shares a lot of the same sort of aesthetic inspirations as Candle Nights. Because of, because of its countless multiple religious sources, people just kind of do their own thing, and it's... yeah. And they're just cool with it. There's usually a tree or bush involved, or any, like a bit, any kind of like lush plant. Um, but that's about the only staple. And right now, the three of you are gathered around your own Candle Nights bush, um, and uh, you're having a little Bureau of Balance holiday party. Uh, Is it in- like a white elephant, or like a, more of a secret Santa, or are we just doing a straight-up exchange? It's more of just a straight-up exchange. The The three of you are actually in your brand-new dormitory suite, um, that you got set up in uh, after your pseudo promotion in the the last episode. Uh, it's it's uh, it's been a month or two since your last adventure, and uh, uh, yeah, it's it's winter time. It's candle nights. You're in your dope uh, uh, suite, and it is dope. You've each got your own sort of uh, private sleeping bed? chambers that attach bed? home uh, rooms. Yeah, your your own like sleeping rooms, and it attaches to a shared living room. It's a it's like a big. <sighs> It's a big space. It is a uh, a big step up from basically the dorm room you were sharing with Robbie, uh, uh, aka Pringles, um, aka Jailbird. I miss that dude. Well, he's yeah. in prison now. Um, he's in prison. Uh, and Not so, yeah, long. you're having this holiday party, um, uh, and, and you've got a pretty big living space to host it in. One of the cool th- the coolest thing about this living space, and uh, is, is why the director was hyping it up so much. It's actually on the bottom of the moon base. You've got like your own private elevator leading down to your to your private living suite, and uh, you've got like a big uh, dome glass window underneath you, just sort of looking down into uh, it, it, down towards the earth that you are floating. I want to say that I know that this is a fantasy world in which Griffin is painting a picture with words. 
I literally just had like a real life reaction to the idea of having <laughs> a hole in the middle of my room that looked down thousands and thousands of feet. Yeah. My stomach just dropped into my testicles a little Was bit. Was it a good reaction or a bad reaction? Bad. Sounds bad. Bad um, reaction. Yeah, I don't think I can acclimate to that. Like it's, fantasy vertigo. It's, it's like uh, being I'm, on top of Willis Tower and standing on like the glass windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Hey Griffin, I bought I bought can you write down in your book that I bought a rug for my room and put it over the hole. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. You uh, you roll a rug over your big, beautiful glass window, which seems to disappoint everybody in the room, because you're, you're currently floating over Neverwinter, which is ironic, because it's definitely winter. Uh, and the, you know, the city is... This, the city's all lit up with, with candlelight's lights, but yeah, sure, you roll the rug over the room, keeping me from having to describe things down below you anymore you're welcome that's uh, my candle night's gift to you thank you um, laziness so yeah everybody's uh you, you've invited a few uh guests over a few like we'll call them essential personnel at the bureau of the balance the director showed up uh avi showed up he's a little tipsy uh killian uh is is in the mix angus is there you didn't invite angus Ugh. But he's, Ugh. he's you know him. He's, he's a, a detect- real Angus. He's a sleuth, and he figured out that you're having a party, and he rolled up. Uh, and Johan is there. He's playing some some uh, festive music on a fiddle, uh, and you're having a good old time. And yeah, it, 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 it comes to the part in the holiday party where everybody exchanges gifts. Um, and, and Johan walks up to the three of you and hands you all three very uh, small boxes, and he goes, I hope you, hope you guys like it. Um uh, I've been working on this one for a real long time, and I thought that the three of you might, you know, appreciate it and tell your friends about it. Well, I got this for you. Well, sorry, let me do my voice. It's been a while. <laughs> I got this for you, Johan. I carved you a small figure of yourself. Enjoy. Neat. Well, where'd you um, where'd you get the where'd you get the wood for this? Uh, I got it from your violin. <laughs> Wait, which one? which one? Not the not the rosewood one, right? Uh, I you know I can't remember. It was the one with the tag from your. Well, mom. this is this was rosewood. This figure you've handed me. Uh huh. So that's how I knew you'd like it. You seem to really like rosewood, and he asked us, "What do you think? Would you like the rosewood?" Oh, so no, this no, is no. from all three of you then. No, no, no. Huh? no I made macaroons. I'm just one that stole it from your room. He did all the carving. Okay, so a little theft present. I get you. Well, guys, cool holiday. Good good interactions, as always, my men. My main men. Wait, don't forget your macaroons. Oh, yeah, let me try. These are actually really good. Yeah, I know. I'm very, pretty good at doing this stuff. He sprinkled some rosewood on top of it. I did not. That's insane. It's candle lights. Okay. Well, I didn't. I didn't ruin your. Fi- Here's your violin. I, but you did. Just st- okay, but you did steal it for the prank, though. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, pretty good, though, right? Yeah. You're welcome. You got me. I think I learned something about the holidays today. In a way, we, he got you a statue and a violin. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, the mystery remains of where you got the wood for the. Anyway, good to see you guys. In- enjoy, enjoy my gifts. Um, as you unwrap uh, the, the the gift that Johan got you, it's uh, just a small, um, like like very small, like a uh, like a, the size of a lemon. Uh, it's a small bronze box with a little crank on it. And as you turn it, uh, one of his compositions play. 
Uh, he's like, that's my, I got you guys each a copy of my mixtape. Uh, I think you're really gonna like it. It's fire. It's that raw fire. It's pretty raw. By the Pointer Sisters? Anyway, if you meet anybody down there that wants to, you know, p- produce something, publish my work, then, uh, you know, hit, tell them to hit me up. So Johan is doing the equivalent, like the whatever the Faerun equivalent of handing out CDs in like Times Square is. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, if we meet Fantasy Rick Ross, I promise <laughs> I will get this tape in his hands. Um, Killian gives you guys some gifts too. Um, similarly, uh, pr- pretty small packages. As you unwrap them, they are each hand carved, personalized whetstones. Um, which Magnus, you'll probably get some use out of, but. Uh, the other the other two of you don't really uh, specialize in bladed weaponry, but they're nice. They're carved in the shape of ducks. Aw. Yeah, Aww. They're, they're my favorite, she says. Re-gift. I hand her a carved wooden duck. That's really weird. It's yeah. really weird that we... How did that even... Did you know I was going to get you a duck stone, or what? How did I you... read your diary. Well, that's... This is not a great candlelight so far, guys. Just sort of judging by the interactions that we're all having in this room. Hey, but wait, bright side macaroon. Let me try that, Bab. Damn. Yeah, that's how we do. That is how you do, indeed. And uh, by the way, we know that you like, like, like Johan. No, <laughs> don't. You can't put that into the into the slash of it was there. It was right there in the diary. No, stop it. She's blushing. <laughs> um, uh, Avi gives you guys some gifts, and they're wrapped up, and they're obviously small bottles of stuff. And as you unwrap them, yeah, they're, they're little, like, airplane-sized bottles of, of, uh, of brandy wine. But he promises, uh, that's the good stuff. You're going you're gonna to enjoy that, my guys. Nothing for, nothing for me, though. Okay, uh, that's fine. Sort oh, of- wait, I've got something. Macaroons. I'm on the Atkins diet. Can't eat that. These I, I are carved you this board uh, for beer tasting. I, I, you put little glasses on it. Macaroons are fine on Atkins. I replaced the ground almonds with chicorones or pork rinds. <laughs> oh, God, that sounds good. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. let me take a stab at one of those bad boys. Yeah, the They're called egg, macarones. Egg whites, and then I replaced, instead of using caster sugar like I normally would, I went with, uh, Splenda. This is, uh, yeah, this Fantasy is like, Splenda. I can taste like artificially sweetened pork accidents. Be- be- it beats the heck out of more celery and good deli turkey oh my man yeah Listen, no. keep at it yeah uh thanks thanks guys uh and and i have i have something for you oh boy let's uh yeah. let's check it out <clears throat> it's called a trick track okay and when you are a worshiper of pan you hand out these little tracks mm. and they see. tell little stories like I, uh mm. the the little shoes and yeah. uh but the thing is you get to the end and it's not about any religion so it's a trick track Oh, I see. Like a little prank gift. I get it. I like how you phrase it. Is. It is, it is bad books. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy these shitty comics. Enjoy I, these shitty small books. And it looks like it's printed BTU. on. Uh, looks like it's printed on pine cone paper. That's fun. Uh, it's actually made out of rosewood. <laughs> uh, Angus walks up to you guys, uh, and uh, he hands you all uh, three books, uh, and they are each different. Nerd. Well, um, I were they out of socks? No, I. You guys don't need socks. It doesn't seem like. Um, 
But these, these books mean a lot to me. They're from my favorite young adult book series. Um, and as, as you unwrap them, uh, they are different installments in a young adult uh, uh, mystery novel series titled Caleb Cleveland, Kid Cop. Um, <laughs> you asshole. Which is a, a young adult series about a, a young detective. And Angus says, these, these books were very formative for me. And they taught me a lot about... Um, you, you know, checking checking things out and solving crimes and cl- cracking clues. That's 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 the sort of the the three main pillars: checking things out, solving crimes, and cracking clues. Um, when um, I put my arm around Angus's shoulder and I say, "For Candle Nights, I promise not to play keep away with any of your stuff for the coming <laughs> season." Do you really mean it? Yes, no. and when I take my hand away, I've stuck a kick me sign on his back. This is the best. This is a Candle Knight's miracle. Did you guys hear that? And I no, kick him. Nobody. Oh God. <laughs> I uh, uh, listen, Angus. I have something for you too. And I reach in my bag and I pull out three spoons. Well, listen, <gasps> I. Uh, it took me a while to buy these back from the place where we lost them. Don't think about that too much. Wait, but wait anyway, what you just said, like I'm deducing that what you should have I had a little extra Christmas doesn't exist. I had a little nights. extra gold, so I uh, bought you these three spoons. And Griffin, that will get rid of the extra gold I had after last week. Okay, I bought that's these fair. three spoons um, for Angus. This is amazing. It was, it was a 48-piece set, so now I've got... My um, hand starts to creep towards taking them away from him. I grab my uh, oh. wrist and pull it back. No. <laughs> yeah, promise is a promise. Um, thank you. This means a lot to me. I'll keep work. This is my personal quest. Um, I know a lot of people are invested in my storyline, and that is to, to recover the remaining 44 you know, spoons, knives, forks, pieces of flatware that belong to my grandfather. And once I do, maybe I'll uncover a terrible secret about the universe. Okay. All right. Can't wait to tune in. And uh, this is for you, Angus. It is a whetstone shaped like a duck. <laughs> well, this is great. I can use it as like a paperweight or something. I thought you'd like it. How did you know I like ducks so much? Haven't we talked enough? <laughs> I guess so. Is it adventure time yet? Thanks, bye. Uh, there's, there's actually one more person that has a gift to give you, and it's uh, the director. And she walks up to you and discreetly Bonus. hands you three envelopes. Um, and is, as Angus is walking away, I chuck a macaroon in his head. I forgot. That's <laughs> uh, and inside the envelopes, I don't know why I said envelopes because the, the, this isn't going to make any sense. But there is two hundred gold pieces a piece in each envelope. <laughs> hey, thanks um, for these shitty jangly envelopes. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I didn't really think about the delivery mechanism quite so much, but um, this is your this is your holiday your candlelight's bonus. Uh, the three of you put in good work this year, and you've got a little bit more than everybody else. So if you could be sort of discreet about wow, that. Wow, 200 gold okay, pieces. damn, damn it. I don't expect any gifts from you. I'm your employer, frankly. That would be... Um, I hand her a coupon for one free back rub. This is exactly what I was actually afraid of. This is actually, Magnus, this is the nightmare scenario. <laughs> uh, wait. You can but, use that whenever. Yeah. But what? But, but Wait. Elderflower macaroons. I'll take a stat. I'll take a run at it. Okay. Hot diggity shit. That's what we do. That's how we do it. That is a baller cookie. How did you? Yeah. How, how did you even do this? The secret is to get the almonds ground down really fine before you try to uh, make the cookie. She pulls out and an, also an... The, the 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 filling should be 
thick enough so that the cookie can stand on its side and stay together. She pulls this out a notebook. Bake. She pulls out a notebook and she's like writing all this down. Mm-hmm. She, she oh, tears a page off stuff. Check pocket. it out in my book. I got a book. And I have a little something for you too, Madam Director. Are you? You sound like death. Thank you. It uh, it's a little music box with a crank on the side. And, uh, That's weird. I, I got a very similar thing from Johan. He said it was his. He said it was like a fiery tape or something. It's a set. It's a mix. It's a match set. Let me see. <laughs> she cranks and it. I, she cranks it. This is the exact same song that plays on my mix box. I can't believe he stole your idea, Merle. Psh, little bastard. So yeah, you've exchanged presents with everybody. Had a good old time. Uh, I, I have presents. Hold on. I have presents for Merle and and for Taco. Okay. I made you guys chairs for your new oh. digs, and if you lift up the cushion, it doubles as an indoor toilet. <laughs> That's some heavy magic. I carved it with my own two hands, because I was a carpenter, if you remember from my backstory. You didn't even use a tool? Well, I... Don't be a he just cho- He just chopped the wood apart in the shape of toilet chairs. <laughs> The director is still standing nearby. Wow, no gifts from you guys to Magnus, huh? That's a little awkward word. Welp. Well, you uh, you speak too soon. Here's a book. I was standing next to you when, when he gave us all three of these books. <laughs> oh, here's a macaroon. All right. You know, I haven't given you any macaroon. Merle, here's a macaroon. Thanks. One here's a macaroon. No, one for you, Magnus. There. Nobody splits macaroons. I, I eat the macaroon, the and I get a plus two AC. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and all your rolls get plus three. Um, there is. I one- have a BOGO coupon at Fantasy Costco. Uh, there is one present left underneath the Candlelight Shrub. And it has a tag on it, and it says for Taco, Merle, and Magnus. Um... And it's it's uh it's wrapped up in a, a very ornate paper, very shiny, glossy silver paper, um, and uh, it doesn't have a from name on it. Doesn't say who it's from. Just says it's to the three of you. Hmm. I open it. Okay. Of course. Uh, you you run up and tear the box open. It explodes. You die. You tear the box open. It doesn't explode. You don't die. Um, I'm fine either way. Wow. <laughs> so which is it? Uh, no, it's safe. It's a safe box. You tear it open, um, and inside is a is a small, like sort of fine velvet, uh, almost like a, a, a jewelry gift box. Uh, and as you pop it open, and the three of you are sort of looking over into this uh, this package, as you open it up, uh, you see there are three iron on badges inside of this box uh and they're 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 these dark blue circle like iron-on emblems and uh in inside of each of these blue fabric circles uh there there is uh there are 12 more circles all different colors sort of uh around the outside of each badge um and in the middle is a, is a word that's written in a language that none of you recognize. Uh, you cannot read, you cannot make out what the word is, what these badges are for, um, uh, because you can't seem to read this word in the middle. And, and tucked in between these three badges is a note that says, uh, for your eyes only. Hmm. Okay. 
And uh, the director looks at you as you open up the box and says, uh, what is that? What'd you guys get? Nothing. What do you mean? I think it's a James Bond movie. I, I cover them up real quick and put put it in my bag. That's not really the spirit of Candle Nights. You know, it's, we're all just trading. It's pornography. It's porn- Oh, then I'll take it. It Lip- specifically says for our eyes only. Well, that is very suspicious, right? I realized that after I said it. It's really suspicious. I'm. I'm. Listen. This sounds like it could be a security risk. I think you guys might no. need to. Uh, no. She's interrupted uh, by a voice that is coming from a a stone pendant that she's wearing around her neck. Uh, this stone starts to glow, uh, and uh, you hear a, a very muffled, staticky, distant voice come through her necklace that says, uh, "Lucretia." It's me, your necklace. Uh, and <laughs> you know she that like, new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> uh, I got this music box. You gotta hear it. She looks mortified. Um, because we know her name's Lucretia? And she stands up and, and stops her line of questioning immediately and stands up and, and turns around. And uh, you hear her gruffly... Uh, whisper into the necklace, how did you get this frequency? And What's then, the frequency, Kenneth? Uh, and then you hear the necklace say something, but she sort of moved a- away from you, so you can't exactly make out what's going on. Uh, but you do hear her say, you did what? Um, to who? And uh, she, she walks even further from the, the crowd and seems to be having a very intense conversation. With her necklace. With her necklace. Um... And uh, she she pulls out that small notebook and keeps writing stuff down. Uh, and uh, eventually, like she's she is just like yelling. She is having a very she is very disappointed in whatever is on the other side of this of this. Griffin, is this the kind of thing where people have started like shuffling out of the party? Awkwardly, <laughs> like, Ooh, okay, uh, a, well. a Paul has fallen over the crowd, and no, nobody's like somebody pick up Paul. Uh, nobody's talking and drinking and having a good time so much anymore. Everybody's just kind of like. Everybody looks pretty worried, because if the director is this upset about something, some shit is going down. Thanks a lot, Lucretia, for spoiling our party. I make eye contact with Johan and kind of, like, spin my finger in, like, a play some music kind of gesture. Uh, okay, he starts playing the that part of that one song. It's like, play some funky Dixie band. No, he's that just... everyone loves. Yeah, he, okay. But nobody he, knows what it is, though. Yeah, it's, he doesn't know what it is, either. That was a joke. Um... Uh, yeah, it's okay. Blackwater by the Doobie Brothers. Thank you. He plays some. Uh, yeah, he plays some music, but it's slow and very. It is of a Play concerned some tone. <laughs> it's in a minor key. Play uh, some funky You guys sound like two throat singers. Keep on rolling. Just keeps rolling along. Um, oh, black water. <laughs> he don't do nothing. <laughs> Stupid. Um, Stupid show. <laughs> After a uh, after a couple minutes of of mus- muffled argument with uh, with this pendant, she writes down something else in her notebook, tears out the page, and walks over to Avi and hands it to him. And she says, um, "Move the headquarters to these coordinates right now, pronto. I, We're in a hurry." I, I walk over to her. Need that back rub? 
Oh, it is not the time nor the place. Um, nor Just the name situ- it. Nor the situation. Okay. Later, not now, maybe. Okay. You should set it up in advance, though. He books up quick. That is true. Um, Avi looks at this piece of paper and says, um, these, uh, these coordinates are south of here. And the director's like, <laughs> okay. the director's like, yes. And he says, uh, the, the moon typically doesn't move south. And, uh, she says, just do it. Just go. Just do it. And Avi scurries out of there. You gotta pick up my brother at the airport. What would, what would cardinal, <laughs> what would cardinal directions be in relation to in a moon base? Um, probably for, as you were viewing the sky from the ground. Um, if, okay. if, 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 yeah. She um, just had a conversation with her necklace. Don't worry I, about compass rose. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, she says, I, I wasn't having a conversation with my necklace. My necklace is a, an emergency. having a conversation with me. <laughs> yes. Listen, it's Lucretia's time. No, I, I <laughs> this, my pendant is a, a stone of far speech that is specifically for emergencies only. And somehow, Lucas... Uh, our scientific advisor, uh, who who has helped us uh, build oh, build this base. Oh, the guy who was an asshole to the void fish. Oh, so you have met him? Yes, I would also use uh, th- those adjectives to describe Lucas. Oh, I hate a- that dipshit. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, he's a, a douche. Douchebag. A- I mean, he's a bit abrasive, but we owe a lot of our success uh, uh, to him. Don't know uh, anything to him. He. Uh, that was him a, on the other line. He's a fart in a shirt. I don't even like him. We didn't even invite him to this party. We didn't make him macaroon. Okay. That was him. Somehow he hijacked the frequency of, of my my emergency stone of far speech. And he's informed me of a fairly dire situation. That he's gone too far. He He's found a grand relic. And has what? He found a grand relic and has apparently been experimenting with it behind our backs. But he's not a reclaimer. He's not. Yeah, good point. He 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 managed to get his hands on it. Uh, he he because he is a uh, a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking douchebag douchebag. Well, no, he's he's a consultant for us. We did have him inoculated with the with the void fishes uh, ichor. Uh, so so he's able to know about them. Um, but he absolutely is not authorized to find them and hunt them down, and especially not to use them. But he's been experimenting with it. It's 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 a bad one to be tinkering around with, boys. It's it's the philosopher's stone. No, what's that? Whoa, the Harry Potter book. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's <laughs> it's a good try. It's a stone that allows the user to transmutate any material into literally any other material, and in the wrong hands, it could bankroll the army. Or, in this case, it could turn the entire world into a solid crystal extinguishing all life on the planet. And that's so it, the bad one. That's it the, can take one comedian's jokes and turn it into another comedian's jokes. Without crediting them. Exactly. Oh, my and God. Merle, here's your sign. So um, get her done. Why, why does Lucy? Uh, I'm confused. Why does Lucas want to ice nine the planet? Uh, uh, you hear Lucas chime in through the pendant, um, and he says, uh, "Listen, I, I, it's not me who's doing this. Okay, I, I yes, I found the philosopher's stone, and I was doing some experiments with it to help the Bureau of Balance, 
and maybe I, you know, my, I, my grasp outreached my, my sort of my scientific ethical boundaries. Yes, okay, I will give you that. But something has taken over the philosopher's stone, and it used it to turn the exterior of of my lab into into crystal, um, and and into specifically solid pink tourmaline, and uh, whatever is channe- channeling that relic is still somehow using it. Meaning everything that the gym touches. It's gonna get King Midas, or sorry, it's it's also gonna get coated in gemstones. So, is there anyone else in the lab? Were you the only one working on the project? I yeah, I mean, I have I have some uh, some robotic helpers, um, but they 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 don't possess the sort of sentience required to pull off a stunt like this. I I don't know what it is that has taken over th- this stone, but I'm I'm right now I'm trapped in my own med bay. Uh, because right outside is is a, a crystallized room. I should explain. My, my lab is separated into different chambers by what I call arcane airlocks, which kept my whole facility from getting all tourmalined. But uh, unfortunately, the entire exterior of the base is is covered in what is essentially a, a sort of virulent crystal. And and the suspension cores of my of my lab it's it's basically what your bureau of balance headquarters is modeled after. They they can't compensate for the extra weight, and so I, I'm I'm sinking because of my lab's new candy coating. And if I hit the 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 Stillwater Sea below, it's that's it. That's it for the world. It's gonna I, spread. I look and, at Angus. You got all that because none of that made sense to me. He's been writing all of this down. Okay, great. Um, he's, I'm glad we got this girl Friday. <laughs> based on my calculations, we've got about 82 minutes before I touch down, uh, and that's. That's going to be very, very bad for life. So I need you all to get here and and r- rescue me and uh, help help me get this stone back before uh, so I can undo what's been done and and before you know the world gets crystallized. Well, we have people over. We've we got company. That is true. Can we do it tomorrow? If we I do got it- lunch, I got I got like eleven. I could get free eleven. If we do it tomorrow. It might be just a little bit too late because I like I did just specifically said, oh, 81 minutes now. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. So ditto. Quick rundown. Basically, the deal is anything that this touches will turn to crystal, right? T- pink tourmaline. Right. We- I'm not going to say that because I'm an adult. Okay. And so <laughs> if the if his lab touches the ground whole planet crystal uh yeah his lab is floating over the still water sea which is a a sort of a unique body of water uh that uh uh doesn't have any sort of waves or uh any sort of uh tidal motion at all um and his lab is floating over it and if yeah if it touches that it's just gonna spread and like like justin suggested it's gonna ice nine the whole planet lucas magnus here um, how do we get in then if there's this whole like contagious crystalline thing? Um, I think I have a solution for that. Um, Lucretia, she says, "Stop doing that. Stop." It took, it's Madam Director. Uh, he says, "Okay, um, Madam Director, um, I think you're going to need to use the null suits, um, and I'm going to need them to bring me one too." And uh, she writes down another note in her notebook and uh, tears it out. And uh, uh, hands it to Johan. And she's running low on notebook paper. She's like, damn, I should have asked for another notebook for Candle Nights. That would have been very forward thinking. She hands it I no- hand her a coupon for one free notebook. That doesn't make any sense. But she hands it to Johan. Uh, and uh, uh, 
sends him off. Uh, she tells him to uh, to go to Leon to prepare the null suits. Um, and she says into her pendant, uh, Lucas, we're going to pull your ass out of the fire this time, but we're going to have a nice long talk about ethical... About your ass. About your fiery ass when this one's over and out. Damn it. She's, <laughs> the pendant has stopped going, damn it, I could have done way better there. But, <laughs> You'll get him next time. Um... Uh, but yeah, she points a, a wand at her her stone pendant, and it it clicks off. And then she says uh, to to the three of you, despite what you just heard, your mission falls under normal parameters. Taco, Merlin, Magnus, you're in charge of retrieving the grand relic, not Lucas. Don't let him anywhere near it. Um, and then she turns to Killian uh, and says, uh, "Killian, it's time to get the squad together. It's time it's time for the regulators to roll out." We're sending you in to detain and extract Lucas for his abuse of confidential information. Standard protocol applies. If he makes a move for the relic, and uh, Killian just says, uh, you got it, and walks out of the room. What? If Wait, if it, wait what, what would happen? You didn't finish your sentence. Killian, he makes a room for Killian, the relic. Killian turns around and says over his shoulder as he walks out of the room. Bad stuff. <laughs> wow. wow. Guitar a, sting. And a, a dove flies out. Of, of the, the door she just walked through. And then all of a sudden, the people in the room are just like, oh, shit, oh, God, there's a dove in here. And you spend like 20 minutes trying to get rid of the dove. You're wasting Whoa, 60, a lot of time. 61 minutes now. <laughs> uh, Lucretia, how well do you know Lucas? I, Is I it possible buy, that this was all a trick? I don't buy that the administrator would let uh, Magnus continue to call her Lucretia. Yeah, that's that shit ain't gonna fly. Madam Director Lucretia, what? How well do you know Lucas? I know him fairly well. We've we've worked together to to found the Bureau of Balance. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I I do if it weren't for his scientific innovations. Uh, I mean, everybody to some extent knows the the Miller family. Uh, they 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 are a a long lineage of inventors responsible for most of the technological advancements in our world. If you've ever I mean, if you've ever been on an elevator, certainly you know the Miller family's work. Um, I'm no boy detective, but <sighs> the 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 artifacts we've encountered up to this point had a really strong corrupting influence. Yeah, and it sounds to me like he's if he's using a scientists. Yeah, and and this is a very uh this would be the most uh corrupting of a scientist it would be pretty bad for it would be pretty bad for anybody other than the three of you who seem to be the only ones capable of resisting the thrall of of these relics uh it would be bad for anyone but the fact that he's already using it means it's probably already too late oh god she looks really she looks she looks really worried and kind of tired i guess what i'm trying to say is what if we have to kill him if that's what it takes to keep him from using it, then oh, I'm I, okay. Then the well, regu- the regular leave haven't. leave the the detainment to the regulators. You kind of buried the lead there, Lucretia. If it comes down to it, and I hate to you say, you had this, my interest, and now you have my attention. <laughs> Listen, why isn't uh, uh, Lucas a full member of the bureau? He's not interested in joining. I couldn't convince him to join in full. Um, and now I'm starting to think that this has been his plan all along. He's been he's been taking the information that our seekers have been gathering and, and the confidential information I've been sharing with him under the promise that he would help us in return. I 
She is like seething now, kind of, with anger. She says, you have to stop him and bring him to me so that I can... Davenport! Davenport uh, stumbles into the room and he's wearing some goofy looking armor. He's wearing a big... He's carrying a big light-up toy candle. Um, and uh, he's just doing a little dance. He's like, Davenport, Davenport, Davenport. He's doing like a little holiday song and dance. <laughs> And the director says, Davenport, read the room. (laughs) (laughs) Davenport. Davenport. (laughs) All right, regulators, mount up. Wait, real quick. I got a macaroon for you, boy. Open up, Davenport. Come on. He uh, he cracks open the visor of his night armor. He goes, Davenport. You just, do you just pop, do you drop it into his mouth? Like he's yeah, I just drop it in the visor. It's Davenport flavored, just like you like. And you're a cannibal. Mm, Davenport. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. This is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, and your benevolent anonymous benefactor that's right it was me who sponsored your hockey team thank you for listening to the adventure zone episode i want to say 29 but my gut is telling me it might be 28 we'll figure it out in post uh we really appreciate you uh giving us some patience this week as dad was sick uh, as you can hear from the just sort of the way he sounds uh, in this episode we weren't making that up uh but thank you all for for being cool while we got him on the mend uh and i hope you enjoy the episode I want to thank everybody who's been listening to and tweeting about the show uh, using the the ZoneCast hashtag. Uh, we appreciate you getting the word out. Uh, if you tweet about the show using the, the ZoneCast hashtag, you might end up as a character in the show. Uh, we have a few characters in this episode, uh, uh, one of which, not exactly a character, but Caleb Cleveland, Kid Cop, uh, is named after Caleb Cleveland on Twitter. Caleb is drawing on Twitter. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, and you're about to meet a couple other characters, one of which is named after Carrie Peach, uh, Carrie Draws on Twitter, who's d- done some really cool character art uh, uh, for us, and uh, Steve Boyland, uh, who is S.A. Boyland on Twitter. Might be Boyland. We have some trouble sort of figuring that one out. Um, but thank you to all three of you uh, for, for tweeting about the show using the ZoneCast hashtag. We have uh, a bunch more characters uh, coming up in this arc, so keep tweeting. And you might end up immortalized forever. Uh, thank you also to people who have been reviewing the show on iTunes. Uh, it, it really does help us out uh, when you review, and especially when you subscribe. It helps uh, bump us up the chart. And thank you to everybody who voted for us in the uh, AV Club Best Podcast of 2015 uh, 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 chart. Uh, we appreciate uh, your, your help in getting ranked up there. We didn't even ask for it, and, and y'all came out for us. So thank you very much. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. 
Okay, here's uh, just as an aside, you can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A frames.com promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all of the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. I have a couple of personal messages to read this week. If you want to get a message on this show, it's easy. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron uh, and just find out how to how to get on the show. We have plenty of spots available, so if you want to give a shout-out to somebody, think about doing that. It helps support us as well, which, which we really like. Uh, here's a message for Corey Sesums, my brother. Um, I should clarify, I only have the two brothers – uh, this is the brother of Billy Sesums who sent this message. And Billy Sesums says to Corey Sesums, This is the coolest Christmas gift I can think of getting you. With me traveling all the time and you moving to crazy places, ha ha. 
It actually says, ha it wasn't me adding like an additional burn stinger there. Ha ha. I sometimes fear we might grow apart, but whenever I listen to Mabim Bam or the AZ, I think of you and know that no matter where in the world I am, that you are listening to, and that reminds me of all the great times we had. Oh man, this one just affected me in an emotional way. This is a very, very sweet gift, Billy. And I'm not just saying that because it monetarily benefited me and my family. That's just a really sweet thought. Uh, a, a happy Christmas, happy holidays, uh, and enthusiastic candle nights to, to both of you and to the whole world. Here's another personal message. This one is for Kess. And that, that's not my usual sort of questioning um, uh, tone uh, because I don't understand how to pronounce the name. Don't get me wrong. I don't know how to pronounce this name. Uh, it actually says K-E-S question mark. So I'm going to hit that with Kes. And it's from Garth and 7P. Uh, Garth and 7P say to Kes, Happy birthday, Kes. Kes, I still can't believe you moved across the country to Rhode Island with me on a whim. You are a true friend, you weirdo. Your navigation skills have kept us alive, both in New England traffic and Rogue Trader. A moment of silence for our psychic phases. Necrons OP, Garth. I'm not going to pretend like I know what either of those last things I just said meant. Um, as always, I, I hope it wasn't secretly racist in some way, uh, but I'm guessing it's probably from a, a tabletop role-playing game in some way, just sort of like based on like what, what this show is that they have decided to put this message out on. Uh, but happy birthday, Cass. If you have some extra time in your hand this holiday season, uh, and, and you want some entertainment, go listen to the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network. Uh, they're all free, and they are all really, really hilarious. Uh, Pop Rocket is a, is a good, relatively new one uh, about pop culture recommendations and discussion and stuff like that. Bullseye is a classic, a favorite. Um, go listen to The Flop House, which was also ranked uh, as AV Club's best podcast of 2015, and deservedly so. Uh, there's a bunch of really, really great stuff on the network, and I'm betting that you're going to find something that you just love. That's it for this episode. The next episode, let me check my calendar, make sure I get this right, uh, will go up on, oh shit, New Year's Eve? Yeah, I guess New Year's Eve. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. The next one's going to go up on a day that nobody's going to listen to it. Uh, whatever. Thank you all for listening, and uh, enjoy the rest of the episode. And have a happy holidays. So you are uh, uh, snowing here. What? Just want to let you guys know it's snowing here. It's beautiful. Oh, that sounds really nice. Uh, it's it's snowing in in our fantasy world too. Um, the three of you have gone to uh, Leon, the Artificer's Chambers, uh, under the direction of the director. Um, that was a weird sentence. Um, and it's a you know yeah, a lot it, of horseshit in there, huh? Which is a lot of horseshit words that don't mean anything. <sighs> yeah, kind of. I thought you were talking about Leon's the Artificer's Chamber, which is also full of like a lot of magical horseshit. Horse, horse shit. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's he he actually walks over to a large object in the corner of his room, and he uh, pulls a big tarp off of it and reveals uh, sort of a big cylindrical uh, uh, tank. It almost looks like the, the, the those new security scanners that they have in airports. And by new, mm-hmm. I mean that they've had for like a decade now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, only it's, you know, a fully closed in tank. Uh, and it's pretty big. And it has a like a pedestal in the middle of it. And he says, um, 
This is uh, this is very exciting. We've never actually gotten to use the null suits before. This was actually uh, an invention of Lucas's own creation, um, and and these these suits allow you to cancel out a particular school of magic. Uh, and he looks at the note that the director gave him and says, uh, "Okay, you three pop in. Uh, I think I know how to get this thing rolling. Uh, what what color suits do you want to take in? What? Uh, you get to pick your color." Oh, does it have any effect on anything? Oh, no, it's just, what's your styley? Oh, great. Um, I'm going to go with a burgundy. I got orange. Nope, 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 no orange. That's, I'm uh, winter. Let me see, Let me um, size you up real quick. Oh, damn, orange is the only suit in the size that you... That's going to clash with my green undertones, but all right. Uh, he hands you uh, an orange suit. Merle, color? Uh, burnt umber. Uh, I got one yellow dwarf suit left. Somebody already took the burnt umber suit. Yellow? Yeah, good, cool. good, good. Like pea yellow or baby poop yellow? It's a bright neon yellow. And uh, taco? Um, cinnamon. Green, got it. Green, here you go. Green, <laughs> green suit. I feel like maybe there was uh, uh, no point Listen, in asking. We don't have a lot you of null really suits. You crazy when DMs don't fucking just let people be creative. They oh, no, control. look at this. Oh, wait, no, look at this. I found a burgundy and a bor- burnt umber and whatever dumb color Taco said. Cinnamon? <laughs> cinnamon? What? So you guys are... Oh, uh, just... we'll go with No, 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 choices. these are all No, dumb, there's a reason. Different... I can tell there's a reason. No, there's no reason. It's just different dumb shades of red. Here you go, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the three of you, I can't believe you all went with the red shirts, but fine. Uh, you're all wearing different I shades of red. Uh, what is... Burgundy's more purpley, but that's fine. Okay. Burgundy. I don't even know what burnt umber is. Yeah, I didn't think you did. And I thought I was ordering a latte. So, <laughs> I guess we all, we all have egg on our face, huh? Um, he hands each of you suits that are, uh, uh, tailored to fit. Not exactly tailored to fit, but they do fit. Um, is there room in the crotch? There is ample space in the crotch. Not for me. Um, these suits sort of, they, they wrap around your whole body. Um, and each of them comes with a uh, a, a glass, uh, almost fishbowl style helmet with a retractable visor on it. Sweet. Um, and uh, each one has like a little panel in the wrist. Um, and uh, Leon tells you to get inside the chamber and uh, take all of the weapons and items that you're going to bring with you and and uh, set them down. And uh, he, he takes some of these hoses from the pedestal in the middle and then connects them to those panels uh, in, in your wrist and uh, steps out and shuts the chamber. You see him turn a dial, and then all of a sudden... Uh, th- this chamber is like sprayed by all of these different nozzles all around the chamber, uh, and actually, you guys are secretly just getting a spray tan. Jokes on oh, you! Oh, that's nice. Uh, your your suits actually are are filled with sort of a sharp uh, chemical smell. Um, I farted. Oh boy, that that's going to be the first of many jokes like that. I bet in this campaign yep. arc. Um, and, uh, when the process is ended, all of your belongings have been sprayed down with this material and your, your suit, uh, the, the, the panel on your suit has a meter on it that, uh, was in the red before you sort of connected and got all filled up, uh, and is now filled all the way to green. Um, and Leon says, so with this, any transmutation magic that tries to affect you or any of the belongings you brought into the chamber, uh, are going to be impervious. Um, Taco, unfortunately, this means uh, any outbound 
transmutation spells aren't aren't going to work. Um, so so keep that in mind. Um, All right, seems fair. Um, also, the the suit is is extremely durable, um, but try not to let it get punctured um, because you inside of the suit are are still vulnerable. Uh, but the suit itself will will provide you protection from transmutation magic so long as you are wearing it. Got it. Cool. Check. So yeah, after after uh, equipping these null suits, uh, which don't bestow any armor benefits, they sort of go on over your armor. Sorry, Magnus. Um, uh, no, that's cool. You you make your way up to the hangar, um, and uh, th- this whole time the the headquarters has been moving. Which has been sort of a nauseating effect. Um, it typically moves a little bit in in the night sky. Just is it like a cruise ship thing where it's like you don't notice it until you think about it, and then you want yes, to exactly. Like yeah, and it's also like when when you're just sort of normally moving the normal route that your moon base moves. Um, it's it's very slow, but it has to move to sort of give the appearance to people on the ground that it's an actual moon. Um, but imagine people on the ground just saw the moon at like. 90 miles an hour just turn just, really just turn 90 degrees in the night sky and start zipping um so yeah there might be some splaining to do later but you've made your way to the hangar and uh the the back of the hangar has been sort of opened up and you you see the night sky in front of you it's snowing actually pretty hard it's actually a pretty bad winter storm going on um and on the edge of this sort of uh dock are these two gondolas and uh, uh, standing next to one of the gondolas, you see Killian, uh, who is also wearing a null suit. Um, and she has two accomplices with her, uh, one of which is a dragonborn woman, uh, a fairly slight dragonborn. Uh, as far as dragonborns go, they're usually pretty big dragon looking people. It's more of a more of a lizard born um, and uh, a dwarf who uh uh you're you're assuming it's a dwarf because it's a short stout figure but their glass helmet like is completely uh opaque you you can't see through it at all and all sounds great killian killian motions to you over to the uh to the gondolas and she says uh oh i i uh i want you guys to meet the uh my my, my regulators my rolling crew my squad uh this is uh this is carrie fang battle she's a she's a rogue and she's damn good at what she does roguelike stuff um, Fang battle. Uh, I I I've heard tale of your uh, brother uh, who scales. Oh man, hold on, I need a voice for her. Oh man, you know about Jeremy? Yeah, he can be a real tool sometimes. <laughs> That's not me though. I'm Carrie Fang battle. I'm a rogue. I'm the best there is at what I do. Rogue stuff, you know. No <laughs> instrumentation whatsoever, huh? No, I didn't go the bard route, which my dad wasn't so psyched about, but. Hey, I'm good at rogue stuff. You know how I do my thing. Roguing around, rogue roguery. Gear, rogue You're good at roguery. general roguery. Yeah, you know the point. If you see I think my brother, it's kind of a, a bummer as a parent when your kids steal something. They're like, "Hey, Deborah, uh, yes, Carl. He seemed very proficient at that, didn't she? Yeah, she did seem very proficient at theft. Ah, son of a bitch. She's a rogue. <laughs> um, oh man. The uh, the the dwarf uh, opens up his helmet. And a thick cloud of smoke comes out, and you see inside. Chi Chong. No, it's actually a, a very a, the gruffest looking dwarf you've ever seen. It's like if somebody put Merle through a meat grinder and then just sort of sloughed him back together again, and then like glued some <laughs> hair onto him. 
Uh, is it he, a female? He said, no, it's a man, and he's smoking a big cigar. Um, and uh, he says, uh, hello. Uh, I suppose introductions are in order. Nah, it's not necessary. My name is Boyland. <laughs> Excuse me? What are you laughing at? I mean, I know what you're... Keep in mind, this is the name of a real person that we borrowed for the show. It's just your name was so cool that we were struck by it. Ah, uh, yeah, it happens a lot. It's a lot of... Lot of hey, Boyland, can I, can I just jump it, in here? It might you look be, like shit. It might be Boyland. Boyland makes more sense. Go with Boyland, please. I don't want to tell you how to say your name, Boyland, <laughs> but like maybe Boyland would be the way to go. Um... Did you just say I look like shit? It's just what I look you, like. You kind of look like shit. Are you okay? You apparently look like my friend Merle here who's been put through a meat grinder and had hair glued to him. I think that's an accurate description, but I don't need to look good. I Let's just say I don't have a charisma-centric build. Do you feel good? Not on the inside. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to have a lot to talk about, Boyland. The, the director is there, too. Um, and, uh, she walks over and holds out her pendant, and Lucas addresses, uh, the assembly, uh, and he says, uh, so there are a few points of entry that you could conceivably get into the base through, but your best bet is the, the conservatory. I have a pretty big skylight there, uh, that, that was open when, when everything went down. Um, so you should be able to get through there pretty easily. Um, and once you're inside, just start making your way to the center of the facility. You'll find the med bay where I'm, I'm holed up in the, I'm in the main elevator lobby on the same floor as the conservatory. Um, just, you just have to go through some of my lab facilities to get there, um, from the conservatory. Also, if you can power them down as you go, you, you, you'll be able to free up some power that I can channel back into the suspension cores and, and buy us all some more time. Griffin, when eventually we make a movie out of the Adventure Zone, will this be more of like an Ocean's Eleven style, like, you know, we'll see the, like, corridors and lasers and stuff? This is all completely original from my head. I didn't <laughs> make any of it up based on stealing theft. Um, uh, uh, Angus chimes in through your, your stones of far speech, which you have tucked away inside your suits, um, so you can sort of communicate um and and you hear him say be careful in there according to the the psych profile i've drawn up based on what the director has told me about lucas he's a pretty reckless individual and i'm I'm willing to bet his experiments aren't um aren't above board safety wise cool is there any way to turn off the radio in the suits i mean i wouldn't advise it i'm gonna provide some good helpful intel and some charming dialogue can you try it can you at least try to talk a little lower darling Hi. Butch it up a bit. Okay, let me. Hi, everybody. It's me, Angus. Oh, God. That's worse. (laughs) Worse. Worse. No, I'm here to provide you with valuable intel. No, it's like. Uh, Lucas. It's it's like Will Ferrell's impersonation of Harry Carey fell down a flight of stairs (laughs) and landed on Grandpa Simpson. Um, Uh, Lucas Magnus here. Um, real quick, before we jump on down there into your whatever lab of horrors, um, is there, uh, you mentioned there were some robots, um, are we gonna be facing any, like, crystalline monsters or bad guys of any sort? I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't see anything, um, I just saw the lab around me sort of start to get all pink and crystally, and so I ran as fast as I could, for the nearest uh-huh. airlock, so um, 
I real quick, I, I take a minute and I tell my shield the story of the time I ripped a robot's arms off. Okay, yeah, it etches that into the face of it. Uh, the director says, uh, if, you guys are going to probably need this. She takes off her necklace and hands it to, well, she just hands it out in the three of your direction. I take it. Okay. Uh, and she says, you'll, you'll probably need this to stay in touch. Um, now, ditto. To be fair, we didn't have this when we did the null suit coding. You can put it on underneath your suit. It's. Uh, I put it on underneath my suit. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You need help with the class, punny. Turn around. No, you've got a visor that sort of slides upwards and retracts pretty easily. Um. Uh. So yeah, you 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 are now able to stay in touch with with Lucas. Um. And uh. Uh. Carrie Fang Battle says. Uh, All right, guys. Time to roll out. You guys ready to get busy living or get busy dying? Uh, yeah. Sure. Wait a minute. Dying. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Are you troubled by a lack of astute yet dick joke filled analysis of bad movies? Do you experience feelings of laughter and enjoyment when you hear three friends go off on stupid tangents? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, ghost, or totally rad party dude house cat who really only exists as a sound effect? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then pick up your podcast listening device of choice and subscribe to The Professionals. The Flophouse. Our award-winning and usually only a little drunk staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your bad movie podcast needs. The The Flophouse. We're We're ready to make you laugh in public so that other people look at you funny. Hit it! I'm pretty sure we don't have the rights to this song.